Crossengage Podcast. Welcome to our first podcast episode. We are Crossengage and we enable marketers and CRM managers to take care of the data they need to create meaningful campaigns. In this episode, we'll make sure that you know what this means exactly. And guess who can explain our product best? Manuel Hitz, one of the two founders who had the idea to start Crossengage. He is an experienced entrepreneur and consultant. He led several e-commerce startups, for example, had a successful exit selling Daily Deal to Google. And he advises Early Bird Venture Capital and eTribes Connect. So he has quite some experience and expertise that now he can share with us. So, hi Manuel. Hi. Um, from your past experience, what has bothered you the most about standard marketing tools that have, you have been working with? The main problem was usually that I was very limited in the things that I could do with these tools. It was not that we, like I and my team, didn't really have the ideas what kinds of campaigns we wanted to do, but it was more that we didn't really have the access to the data that we needed for it. There was a lot of data, like data in the shop system, on the website, in the marketing channels, but usually we couldn't really access that data. Sometimes it was already in the hands of the business intelligence team because they have started to, to consolidate it in a data warehouse, but even then, since we haven't been really technical people, we couldn't go to the data warehouse, write SQL statements to get segments, for example, out of this. So we were always dependent on the data that were pushed over into our marketing tools, and this limited us heavily in the way of marketing that we could do. Was this the, the motivation to, to start with Crossengage, or did you see any other problems that, that really required some, some improvements? No, making data accessible and actionable for the non-technical marketer was definitely one of the main reasons for, for starting Crossengage. This was also the reason for Marcus, my co-founder, building the pre-version of Crossengage uh, during his time at Rocket Internet, because there he was also running CRM marketing teams. And uh, he saw the same problem, that user and customer data was split across different data silos. And in order to run really good campaigns, he already had to pull together the data into one place, then build a segment on this, and then again upload this segment into the different channel tools, like the email tool or Facebook custom audiences, for example. The, the point was like he could do this because he has a tech background, but the non-technical marketer simply can't do this because he don't know how to, write, how to access a database, for example. So, so we both basically had this reason to, to start Crossing Edge because of the real pain points that we had when we were still working on, uh, working on the marketing side. So would you say that it was always a problem that data is not really accessible or that did this problem grow in the last years? It's definitely growing. And there's two reasons for this, basically. On the data side, is it's, it's just more data out there. Like, uh, data is the new oil, uh, the saying, like, uh, and this is actually true, because if you look around yourself, there's more and more data being generated all the time. It's not only user and customer data now anymore, like, which user is this or which customer and the name and the email address. There is uh, behavior data on top of this. Like if you have a website or a mobile app, like which pages is he looking at, products he's looking at, is he logging in, logging out, what is he putting into the basket, stuff like this, but also in the channels, in the different marketing channels, how is he reacting to messages, open it, clicking it. And this is becoming uh, worse with uh, Internet of Things because all these little devices are actually... Um, creating user data all the time that could be useful for marketing. And if you want to make use out of, the, uh, of this, you actually make, uh, need to make sure somehow that you're able to access that data. So this is the problem on the data side. So more and more data that is making this uh, problem worse. 
On the general side, we see a similar situation because uh, in the very old days, there was only few marketing channels that you were using, right? So email marketing, and then if you had a mobile app, there was maybe mobile push as a second channel. But now there's more and more channels, devices, ad formats being added all the time that allow you to communicate with users on a one-to-one -one basis. Let's say there's Facebook customer audiences, there's WhatsApp marketing, all this messenger marketing, even with bots on top. There is a programmatic display also as a, uh, as a channel that you can use for CRM to retarget users in a very specific way. So there's more and more channels that are being used, which also makes it more complex to orchestrate the communication across the different um, channels because if you would still handle data manually, that means you build a segment somewhere in the data warehouse. And if you want to use that segment across these different channels, it would mean uploading manually a CSV file with that segment into the, uh, into the several channel tools. And if you need to do this manually, the result will usually be that nobody's really use, uh, doing this because it's a lot of work, a lot of manual tasks, and the pop, uh, people would actually rather start working with the data that they have in the tools, and that makes the marketing campaigns more boring. So how does CrossEngage solve the problem so that even uh, the non-technical marketer can uh, work with the data? As I said, we've seen this gap between the data world and the engagement world. And if I talk about the engagement side, I'm referring to the marketing channels where, where the messages uh, in the different channels are being sent out. And when we started Crossing Edge, the goal was to have a platform that is filling this gap. And there's obviously two sides of this. There's the side to the data world and there's the side to the, uh, to the engagement world. And that's why we always talk about making data accessible and actionable because our like on the side to the to the data world it's really pulling the data that are, uh, that is currently out of reach for the marketer into a platform into a database where it can be processed in real time even large amounts of data and it's where it's being made accessible to the non-technical marketer and then uh, when i talk about actionable it's the connection to the engagement side because this is where we're connecting to, to the different channel tools, to the email tools, to the mobile push tools, to tools for sending SMS or even WhatsApp messages. This is where we make the data actionable without manual processes in between where you have to upload CSV files because we immediately connect to the, or directly connect to the tools through APIs. And what is the real potential of this solution? So where does it go beyond the software that might be already out there on the market? It's, uh, it's a new software category that hasn't existed like this um, before. If you look at the Gartner hype cycle for digital marketing, it has shown up there for the first time last year. And already this year, it's on top of this hype cycle. So within just one year, this has become a really popular topic. And before this, nobody has really talked about this. The term customer data platform, that's what, uh, what we call Crossing Age, has been coined in 2013. So actually a year after Marcus started building the pre-version of Crossing Age at Rocket Internet. So, so he was quite early in these days because he saw the pain points when he was working in CRM. And then David Raab, a US American citizen, he, who's, who's quite well known in the MarTech space, he coined the term customer data platform. And then slowly uh, there have been more people talking about this. And then as I said, like in 2016, Gartner picked this up and started really writing about this. And 
I have to say in Europe, this hasn't really arrived. If you ask at a conference how many people have heard about customer data platforms, it's just a few. But I see more and more companies that do not know the term customer data platform yet, but that see the same pain points that we saw when we started CrossEngage. Because they see, hey, there is more and more marketing channels, but how do we make sure that communication across these channels is actually orchestrated? Because the, the, the worst case would be that you just use all of these uh, marketing channels as a company, but do not integrate them with each other. The result will be that your users or customers will get over-contacted on the different channels. Uh, the, you will uh, contact users on channels that they do not prefer. And the worst case can be even that you have uh, like messages on different channels at the same time that don't, do not even fit to each other. And this all has a negative impact on your brand reputation. And, and this is why this is the, the real pain points that uh, companies are currently seeing besides the data side that they are also generating more and more uh, more and more data like even if you look at the large uh, large energy companies uh, like they all now tap into the space of smart home and all these smart home devices generate user data all the time that you can perfectly use for marketing but the basis for this would be that you are able to access that data so even though the uh, software category customer data platform is not yet uh, very known in Europe uh, the pain points are there and that's why we're currently in, many, uh, in touch with many larger companies that are trying to tackle these uh, challenges. Do you have some examples what companies can do with the data and uh, cross-engage? For sure. Like, let's start with a with a very like a typical e-commerce um, campaigns. Like in the field of e-commerce, like one the I would say like the the only real time campaign that fifty uh, percent of the larger e-commerce companies are running is a cart abandonment campaign. So a user is adding a product to, to the basket, but he's not uh, finishing the purchase, and then you want to remind that user that uh, that the that the product is still in the basket. This would be a very basic case that you can do with our platform, and there have been other companies just founded around that one use case like they 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 were basically the company was started uh, started just to deliver that use case in the crossing edge platform this would be just one use case besides many others that you could do but if you take this further let's take a fashion retail company um, there could be an interesting real-time campaign where a data point comes in that a user has added a product to the basket and then a second data point comes in and is processed in real time that a second product was added to the basket, same product as in the first step, but different size. So it's pretty clear that one of the two products will be returned. And in order to proactively reduce like the, retur the returns, um, the crossing edge platform would be able to recognize that behavior in the moment when it happens, and then trigger a live chat solution that you're already using on, the, on your platform, open up the live chat window and say, Dear customer, can I help you with your size? That's just some of the campaigns that could be done, but depending on the vertical um, of the company, it's always a different set of campaigns that should be run. Um, for which companies would you say is Crossing Gave the right solution? So when it comes to revenue or uh, number of customers and that stuff? It's hard to connect it to revenue or number of customers, but more to, uh, to the maturity of the company. Like we always say, if you are very early with your marketing activities, let's say you just have one marketing manager who barely manages to set up the weekly newsletter to your customers, 
it's probably a bit too early to talk about uh, cross-channel marketing and combining different channels with each other. Yeah, you have to be realistic in this case. But as soon as you have, have a proper setup in the email marketing channel, you started using some of the Facebook custom audiences, for example, you do some on-site personalization, so you already have like two, three, four different channels that you're working with, and you have basically done a bit of uh, work in the, these channels, then you come to the point that you realize, hey, somehow we have to connect all of these channels. And then is definitely the right time to talk about this. What else is important? I mean, software is the one thing, uh, but the organizational structure and the people are another thing. What's important there? Yeah, for me, it's always three layers. It's um, organization and resources, it's strategy, and then it's only technology. I have to say, unfortunately, technology is only the third layer, because if the first and the second layer, organization, resources, and strategy is not done right, every technology project will probably fail. And what I mean with this is like on the very first level, you need to have the organization, the resources in order to, to do this. Like um, even if you buy tools, the tools are not going to do everything automatically. You need some resources to select the right tool. You need resources to, um, to, to set up the tool. And then you also need resources to run campaigns and actually work with the tool. And if you don't, either you build these resources in-house or you have external partners, agencies, consultancies that you work with. But if you have none of them, you don't need to think about tools because then uh, the project will definitely fail. Other topics in this area of organizational resources are, for example, the management support. Make sure that you have support from the top management to run this. Um, explain to them why it makes sense that uh, it's not only because you like the new tools and want to play around with it, but it actually has a positive impact on our eye. Personalization is important because it increases conversion rates, it brings in more revenue, and also it improves the marketing ROI. On the second layer, it's strategy. So if you have the resources in place, before you buy a tool, you should really think about the strategy. Because if you don't have the strategy, you actually cannot really know which tool is the right one for you. And what I mean with strategy is having, getting a feeling for how many customer and user data do we actually have? What kind of customer and user, and, uh, customer and user data do we have? What kind of campaigns should we be running? And what are the right marketing channels for us? Like uh, not for every company, every marketing channel is the right one. If I uh, run an e-commerce shop for elderly care, Snapchat is probably not the right marketing channel, right? So, so you need to have a make, uh, the right fit of marketing channels to your target audience. And this is all the topics that are in the field of strategy. And before you select a tool, you should really make sure that you have a clear concept there. And also use cases, like concrete use cases for campaigns that you want to run. Because if you don't have these use cases, what will happen if you go to buy a tool will be that the vendor will present you some use cases. And then uh, he will only present the use cases that his tool can do, can do really well, but you won't find out in the product demo if the tool can actually do the use cases that are interesting for your, for your specific business. And that's why strategy is the second important layer, and you should really make sure to have, uh, have a good strategy uh, before you tap into the third layer, technology. And when we talk about technology, it's really the questions, what are the right tools for me? Also, uh, speaking broad, in a broader way about the setup, like or the, the marketing technology stack, which refers to a combination of tools. Like the, if you want to do proper cross-channel marketing, there's three ways how you can set up your marketing technology stack. You either try to go with one of the big marketing clouds, 
that has a couple of disadvantages. You can try to build your proprietary MarTech stack, which is definitely not recommended because it's very expensive. It takes a long time. And uh, the only one who's, uh, is, uh, who's probably re uh, uh, recommending this to do is the big, uh, big IT consultancies and agencies that, are, that know if they sell this pro uh, project to a company, it's a lot of money that they're going to earn. But from our point of view, this is not recommended. It's either the marketing clouds or it's integrated best of breed. And what I mean with integrated best of breed is keeping the tools that you're already using in your marketing channels or selecting the ones that are the best ones for your business in the marketing channels and then having a platform that, that is sitting on top that helps you to integrate all of these uh, channels with each other. And the platform that is sitting on top uh, should usually provide you with a 360 degree view of the customer, some campaign management functionalities, um, the possibility to segment customers and use real-time triggers in order to be able to, to build marketing automations. That's the, uh, what the platform on top should deliver. And then you can build your integrated best-of-breed stack. So if you uh, look at CrossEngage, what can this tool do and where is it not possible to use it? Yeah, we usually talk about three different layers that are existing in this uh, marketing technology setup. It's data, decision and delivery. And Crossing Age is taking care of data and decision and leaves the delivery of messages to the tools that are already existing. So everything what I said is in the engagement space. And again, referring to email tools, mobile push tools, or tools for sending SMS or WhatsApp messages. And Crossing Age is sitting on top of these tools. And what we do on the data side is we help customers to consolidate user and customer data from different sources into a single customer view. And on the decision side, we allow the non-technical marketer to build segmentations based on these uh, single user profile views and build marketing automations on top of this. And then for the delivery of the messages, we are connecting to the channel tools and making sure that every customer is contacted on the channel that uh, fits best to his preferences. Thank you so far. Now I'm interested in your personal opinion as a customer who is using online shops and all the marketing relations out there like email and stuff. What would be the experience that would really impress you personally? It's definitely important that a company understands what are the ch channels that I prefer. Because uh, there are so many marketing channels out there and every person is different and uh, not every person wants to be contacted on every channel. And that a company understands my preferences, uh, what kind of messages do I want and uh, on which marketing channel. This is for me really important. And, uh, and I think this is where many companies are still lacking the capabilities. What I see is that more and more companies are adding additional channels, but without making sure that I'm not contacted on all of these new channels, but actually understanding what are the channels that I prefer. This is something that I definitely want to see. And then it's also more customized messages, but this is not super easy because this would mean like there, there are some easy ways, obviously, to customize mes messages to my needs. We've seen this already since some years with product recommendations, like products that are rec being recommended to me as a customer based on my purchasing behavior, surfing behavior, which, which products did I look at on the website, what products have I bought in the past. This is still comparably easy, but then really going deeper into the content and not the standardized content like a product feed, but uh, content which is a bit more uh, individual even to customize this 
uh, for every user is something that technology cannot really achieve today. And this will be interesting to see in the future. Are there any technologies coming up that will help also marketers to do this? Or will there still always be a bit of uh, human touch involved? What do you think? How long will it take until these things might change in the future? I think it's, it's quite hard to guess. Like what we've seen is with the, there's the, the example of Cambridge Analytica, the famous company from the UK that said we helped Donald Trump to, to become the president. And the way how they did this was uh, they started to create uh, psychological profiles of people based on Facebook quizzes. So they, they started asking people questions on Facebook and based on these questions or the answers to these questions built build profiles um, around people and then they built micro segments out of these profiles but where the the real uh, like uh, technical involvement stopped was to customize uh, the messages for these segments because there still people had to be involved to really come up with the wording what should we write to these people because there's no machines out there yet that can really do this okay Manuel thank you so much for your time and your answers thanks a lot Cross Engage Podcast. Podcast.